to a great episode of the Beyond Normal podcast. We have a very special uh, guest today who is focusing on that next generation of leaders. Uh, she's, she's building the, the, the model of uh, servant leadership into her business, uh, making sure that we all understand what that means for those who, who are leaders out here starting their own businesses. Uh, we got to have that right mentality. Uh, so today we'll, we'll be uh, joined by Lacey Farrell. She is the founder of uh, Farrell Coaching and Consulting. Uh, I want to bring Lacey to the stage um, and, and let's get this conversation going. How's it going, Lacey? I am great. Thank you so much for having me on. I just want to say hi and just just happy about life and happy about business. Definitely. What, what a wonderful day to be having this conversation uh, with you. Uh, we're going to kick things uh, kick things right off. Um, want to want to let you uh, kind of have the floor and, and tell tell everybody you know uh, what got you to this point now, uh, where you're a founder uh, uh, of this business here and what and what you're what you're building. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I originally started in therapy. You know, as a counselor and moving into clinical psychology, I wasn't doing business at all. Um, I was just in a completely different space, helping people, having conversations with um, all kinds of people from young people to all the way to people in their 80s. And I got to a place where I had work experiences and unfortunately they weren't great work experiences. And um, in those environments, you know, some of the turmoil, some of the chaos was just, you know, just so beyond what you would normally think of that I just started having all these hypotheses about work and I just started having all these ideas about how can the workplace be better? How can leaders really improve the relations uh, and culture of their workplaces? And how would people actually want to show up? What would make people actually want to be excited about coming to work versus seeing all these negative outcomes? People, you know, saying, hey, I'm too sick to come to work. And my doctor is saying that this is a toxic place for me. So from that space, I began to have ideas and it trickled into an interest. Um, I got into business psychology and I'm now a business psychologist. Um, I studied all kinds of interesting um, aspects of great leadership and poor leadership. And through a lot of my experiences in the workplace as a consultant, as a corporate strategist, I was able to build great relationships, great mentorship that helped me to really understand how do I put this dream, these ideas that I have in place to actually be able to help actual entrepreneurs and, and organizations. And just from all the great mentorship, I was really able to sit down and put a plan in place to have an actual business instead of just, you know, working for others, which is great, but I was able to actually put my dream into reality. Got it. I, I, I love that. And, and taking those experiences, um, you know, your experience in your professional, in, in your career, right? Um, something that you're passionate about and building it out further. Uh, when you, I, I'm curious, uh, when you were naming your business, uh, was there uh, is, is there a particular reason why you wanted your last name in the business? So because it's always cool to see founders uh, kind of own, you know, uh, set set the stage for the business being about, you know, a part of them. So I'm curious, like as you were going through the naming of your business, why choose that name and make sure that your last name is included? That's a great question. Um, you know, when I was thinking about some of the foundational aspects of this business, I really wanted my mark to be on there. 
I see businesses that sometimes look a little bit more generic, but I really wanted something that was built for me and that would represent my vision. I really wanted, um, you know, my name out there. I see Walmart, I see, you know, Johnson and Johnson, I see all these different names and I see some consulting firms, Richardson's, you know, consulting firm. And I really wanted to be able to put down roots to really establish a firm where I can have someone like me, um, not just say, hey, I work here, but hey, I own this, I'm branding this, and my name, everything from top to bottom reflects my vision. And I believe my name is one of the hugest things that reflects my vision because it's it's a part of me and, and my growth. Um, that last name is a legacy. So I do believe that it's 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 a great name to, to name the firm. I love it. I think that's a that's uh, somewhat of a cheat code to set yourself up for success, or, or, right? When starting your own business, because uh, you want to make sure that you 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 put the right amount of energy into it, right? It's something that has your last name by default. You're going to want to put that that sweat that sweat equity in, and and, and so uh, I love the name. I love the branding um, in general. Um, tell us a little bit more around because uh, I, I believe servant leadership is really core to um, the way that the conversations that you have with different leaders. So tell us a little bit around why focus on that servant leadership model um, in the current working environment, current environment we're in. Why is it so important um, to have that servant leadership mindset? Absolutely. Um, yes. You know, I actually stumbled into servant leadership um, when I was in my uh, beginning stages of my doctoral program. I knew the type of leadership that I was interested in, but I didn't totally know that name yet. I knew transformational leadership. And as I was talking through my dissertation with someone else, they're like, I think you're actually really talking about this. And when I read about it, I was like, this is exactly me. This is my life philosophy. This is this explains about my growth and development as a person and how I want to help, you know, shape other leaders to grow and to build their um, organizations. What I really love about this model of leadership is it's not just about I need you to come in and work for me. And if I get what I want, I will treat you well. And if I don't, I can just let you go. You know, there's a saying um, that everybody's replaceable. A servant leader, a servant leader does not think that way. They're seeing the value in a person. They're building up a person, um, you know, in terms of their professional life, in terms of who they are as a person. We realize the needs that each individual has. So it's, it's basically a pledge to say, I'm going to serve others first. I'm going to slow down a little bit because people, every time I talk to someone, they're like, serve, I'm not going to be a bait or I'm not going to be, you know, they think of Gandhi or they think of someone who's a janitor, but serving does not necessarily mean serving food or being a slave to someone. That means as a leader, I'm the first to get in the trenches. I'm the first to build people. I'm the first to help others build their dreams and visions. So that means I need to be authentic and listen to people. That means I need to step back and not just have it all be about me. I can help build people who are going to be servant leaders. So that servant leader is big on they're developing others. They're not just serving and retiring. So this is a critical theory of um, of my firm in terms of the executive coaching that we do and as well as some of the leadership uh, retreats we do. Um, but I will say this. We do not only do servant leadership. So for those who say, you know, I'm transformational, you know, I'm a transformational leader, but I don't necessarily want to be a servant leader. We still have a service orientation about us. So we're not going to force someone to be a servant leader. 
But at the same time, we come from that perspective of how can we build up those who are in our organizations? Yeah, I love that. I was getting goosebumps um, as, as you were talking about that a little bit, just, you know, listening and kind of like being in the trenches with your team. Um, and, and for me, always that active listening is always a big thing for me when it comes to leadership um, and podcasting. Right. The, the, the idea of being a host and listening, that's somewhat uh, of a skill that we have to, um, you know, strengthen at all times. And so as you were speaking there, I was actually thinking a little bit around the podcast experience. Um, and how there's some, some, some similar similarities there. Um, so I want to transition a little bit now to, okay, um, the core of your business, it makes perfect sense, um, the leaders that you're talking to. I want to transition now to being a founder, what that experience has been like for you. Um, so tell us a little bit. Um, we, we all know we have strengths, and then we have opportunity areas. So I'm curious to know um, throughout this process of starting your business, you know, what's that strength? that area where you were like, oh, you know, holy cow, like I'm really good at this. And what's that opportunity area on the back end of that where, you know, you may have to focus a little bit more just because you may not have um, some, you know, a lot of experience in that specific aspect of the business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I actually stumbled upon, um, you know, one of my strengths when I actually last year, when I was actually um, planning a conference for um, a psychological association. So I was actually planning, uh, planning, strategizing, building programs, just, just running a, a whole lot of things behind the scenes and actually in the forefront as well. Um, I really was able to get feedback from other people. I had people see my work and they told me about how organized I was. And I realized that about myself. I just didn't realize the extent and when I was faced with such huge projects, in addition to doing that, I had a lot of other work tasks and, you know, just so much going on. I realized how much work I could actually get done, how well I could actually organize things, even when I just had a monster of, a, of projects, you know, to do by myself. And I carried that into my business. So I've been doing my business for um, roughly probably about three years now, but I've gone more full time. And in terms of going more full time, that organization that has been huge because there are so many things that you need to do. And while I have people on my board, I don't have a huge team to be able to assist me with everything. So I have to provide the structure and the plans and, you know, just mapping out what strategy looks like versus retreats versus what coaching looks like. And so far I can do it. And it, it's very easy for me to organize. I think to your point about difficulty is just spending that time. So I'm good at, you know, planning and putting in the, the calendar, but just taking on the load. So I think just taking on the load and just continuing with that work-life balance, I think is huge because there's just so much work to do when you're doing this level of work. You're working with executives, you're working with people who want, you know, there's top quality involved and you want to offer the best services um, that also reflect who, who, who I am, which is a creative, but yet professional person. So there's a lot of work that goes in there and there's, there's a lot of time that's, that's needed. So appreciate you. Uh, elaborating on that a little bit. And so you, you you touched on something there. You gave us a few gems in there, but I want to go back uh, to uh, you mentioned you started your business three years ago and now you're to the point where you're going full time with it. Um, you know, can you share a little bit around, you know, uh, what that experience was like, that moment where you knew, OK, I need to go full time in order to scale this business the way that I want, because a lot of people 
they're on the fence around, you know, they're selling some product, they're selling some 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 services on the side, but they still have that nine to five. Um, there's a balance to figuring out the the, the work life balance between the two. Uh, so could mm-hmm. you elaborate a little bit around, you know, when that moment where it made sense for you to go full time and go 100 uh, percent into building uh, fair coaching and consulting and, and, you know, leave that nine to five? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that during the pandemic, I want to say maybe a year and a half ago, that really hit me. Um, You know, I tend to wear many hats. So I might be coaching, I might have been doing therapy, doing psychological evaluations, I'm usually wearing a lot of (laughs) different hats. Uh, But I, I got to a point where when I'm working in consulting firms, one big thing stood out to me, and that was diversity. Um, there's not as much diversity. Um, and when we talk about not just, you know, ethnic diversity, but even diversity of thought, um, you can't always, you know, depending on where you work, you can't always put that creative spin that you want. You can't always have your voice, you know, heard in, in the way that you would like it to. Your, your work kind of reflects this, you know, and in my perspective, it's a little bit more cookie cutter in, in some firms. And I didn't really feel like I could really offer the services that I wanted to that best suited all of my skills. So there are services that they may not offer that I really want to offer that I see, wow, this is needed. But when you give those ideas, you offer those ideas, you know, it's, well, this won't work because, or "Hmm, I'm not sure. And you see your colleagues go through those same experiences. So diversity was a huge one. Creativity was a huge one. But I would say also just when I realized how, how many hours I put in, you know, helping someone else's dream, which, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, being able to work with others. I really thought, you know, I could have really built out something huge of my own with, with all this time that I spent um, doing this work. So it hit me and I said, you know what, I'm just going to put everything in. You know, I said that about a year and a half ago, I took a sabbatical, a working sabbatical, and I just put everything in planning and really, um, you know, outlining what do I want this to look like? Where am I going? Who do I want to help? And I, I just had to go through that process and it, it, it made a difference for me. And I'm, I'm so glad that I did. Appreciate you elaborating on that. And, um, you know, you were thought, it seems like you were very thoughtful, um, meticulous going through that and you made the decision like your own. I think that a lot of times, you know, people out here trying to figure out, you know, what, what's going to be that, that revenue, that, that stream of income that they can go to that they may be passionate about, you know, some of those outside influences take hold. Uh, but it seems like you kind of made sure like this was a decision you you sat down and you thought about um, all the way through. So love hearing that. Um, you mentioned a little bit. Uh, I want to go to uh, pricing. You, you, you kind of there were some nuggets in there. Um, you, your model, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. is typically B2B like you're servicing a lot of executives and business, um, you know, business owners and things like that. So I'm curious. Um, I'm. This is a space I feel like there's not enough founders uh, that, that look like me and you, right? Because the uh, the amount of money that can be made in a B2B model, um, it's just different than that B2C. Um, so can you elaborate, not without going into prices in particular, but in terms of the value um, that those executives see in your business? Because it, it, I, a lot of times I'm pretty sure it leads to some some nice dollar signs, some healthy revenue coming in. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yes, yes. Um, you know, the value that I tend to hear, you know, from customers that they're that they're noticing is, you know, the fact that, you know, we're 
my firm is not afraid to do things differently. You know, there are a lot of firms that say, hey, we do consulting, we do business, we do strategy. There, there are a variety of firms out there. And, you know, one thing I notice is the methods tend to be about the same. We do reports or, you know, hey, we'll, we'll coach you, we'll advise you. You know, it's, it's kind of the same assessment, same models. Um, one of the things I bring in is leadership development. And what I mean by that is we are growth focused. We are maturity focused. And when I mean maturity, I don't necessarily mean just take a, you know, a one hour training and learn a few skills in the business and go back to the job. I mean, let's really look at your maturity as a person, as a professional. Let's look at your growth trajectory as a leader and how you've influenced and impacted other people. So there's really this different level of accountability with, are you growing? You know, you're a great influence to others in an organization. So we really lay the foundation that the people themselves are the value and how you execute, how you show up in an organization that brings value or it can actually devalue um, not only yourself, but other people and just that whole culture and just that whole atmosphere. So we're very big at, at bringing um, just the best of um, psychology, the best of understanding people, the best at understanding experiences. We're about life experiences because when an executive or a leader shows up in an organization, yeah, they're a professional, but they're a person. So we like to take a, a deep dive into that person's journey, into that mindset, into how they show up in that room. And we like to um, emphasize showing up powerfully. So I want to clarify with servant leadership, that doesn't mean we show up meek or, you know, we're bowing or we're cowering. We're showing up powerfully. So if you think about courageous humility, I have power and strength in being able to serve people because I know how to do that well. So we help people understand how do I do that? How do I not be overbearing? But how do I also not cower? How can I meet in the middle and have something where people actually want to follow? People want to show up at my doorstep to work with me. And these are some of the ideologies that we help translate into actual action and tangible plans so that we can see great outcomes, not just for the leader and the you know, bottom line for the, you know, the dollar signs for the business, but also for those people that work there because they're important. They take what happens in the organization home. They take those experiences home for better or worse. And sad to say, they take those experiences uh, with them for a lifetime. They will remember what happened in your organization. So that's, that's where someone like me comes, comes into play. Dropping gems, Lacey. Uh, as you were talking there, uh, like, like you touched on, okay, we, we know the tools. There's some some general tools that are out there, reports and things like that, and ways that you can service your clients. But then there's uh, there's a lot of value in like how you articulate that story, the story of the value that you add. I think you did a great job there. And that's something that um, in the B2B space, that's why I'm so excited to see more founders uh, such as yourself, because we know we all get that the tools are out here, the technology, it is where it is. Um, there's ways, you know, you can you can have you can service million dollar accounts with Google Drive and some of these things that are out here. But I think it's it, it's really cool that you're focusing a lot on that story. And then, you know, the impact that you add is it's really yours to kind of shape and, and, and kind of curate what that looks like to your to, to your uh, your end client, your end customers. Um, and so in that B2B space, I'm, uh, again, I'm always excited. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more founders going to the B2B space because, again, it gets the, the creativity uh, that 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 I have, that you have, you know, individuals in our families have. Like, that's a really good uh, route for folks to go. That's, you know, it's sometimes it's, it's not that it's overlooked. It's just not not looked at enough. 
Um, if you get what if you get what I'm saying there, Lacey. Yeah, absolutely. Got it. And so, um, in terms of um, you, you touched a little bit on North Star in there. Um, in terms of having your goals and things like that, you knew what you wanted this to end up being. Um, now that you're at a point where you're full time, you know, what does that North Star look like for you? Like, uh, we've called it in the past on this podcast, world domination, right? And what, what does that look like for you uh, for this year, or even moving, you know, long term, you know, five, 10 years down the line? Like, what does that look like for you? Yes, that's a great question. Um, yes. Yeah, so my, my vision for this year is to really roll out a whole new um framework to my leadership development retreats. Um, so those development retreats are um, typically a partial or full day, like they're several hours long. And this is where I really get together and I'm able to work with either one entrepreneur or one executive. And sometimes we can have we can have group um, groups as well or teams. But this is where we really sit down and we help, like you just mentioned, we map out their leadership journey. Where have you been? Where are you now? Where are you going? What is the significance that you're bringing? What is the meaning that you're bringing to this organization? We help really map out their power, their voice, and what it is that they want to be doing. So those retreats are really powerful. So that's a focus I really want to, um, you know, uh, put a lot of energy into this this year. I also have an assessment. So that should be rolling out, um, I'm hoping, in the next uh, three to four months um, at the latest. It's called the Cultural Humility Inventory. Um, that assessment is actually something that um, can be used in organizations for recruitment purposes. Um, if you just want training and development on, you know, DEIB related um, topics. Um, and also, you know, when you want to... Um, when you want to go for like succession planning or promotions, you know, I know we oftentimes look at emotional intelligence or, you know, cognitive intelligence. We look at different abilities, but I believe we also need to look at cultural humility as well. We need to focus on DE&I as we're hiring, scaling, moving people around in our organizations. I feel like that's a huge missing link. And this is something I would like to bring to the organizational space um, as well as research. So academia can use it, but I'm really uh, building this more so for organizations specifically. So I'm very excited about that. Um, in terms of the next five, 10 years, one thing that I'm working towards um, is I, I do a lot of strategy work. I really want to build out a strategic plan for having leadership development programs. So these would not necessarily be the retreats. They would be longer programs, three, six month programs. And at some point in time, maybe in the next 10, 15 years, um, depending, um, being able to have leadership development centers. So being able to train other centers, um, whether that's domestic or even international, um, because I'm starting to build more international ties as well. So that is the eye. Um, you know, that's the prize I have my eyes on right now. You said something in there, uh, Lacey. You said retreats. So my question is, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going on those retreats? Are we going somewhere nice and sunny? Because if we are, then you you kind of got me uh you already got me sold. Uh, and when you when you have retreats, I know we all been in uh in the house during this uh, pandemic for the most part. So when you said retreats, that's what I was thinking. Somewhere lounging on a beach on a beach somewhere, but I'm pretty sure that's not what you meant by retreat. Or is it? Is that it? You know, to be honest with you, you know, I'm you know, sky is the limit, you know, really, I, I have this creativity about me. So it can be virtual. However, I can also do in person retreats. So 
if depending on if somebody let's say they live in California and they're like, you know, let's just go to Malibu. Let's just go to the beach. Let's just walk. Let's just talk. We can do that. You know, um, it can be I'm very flexible. Things can be as, you know, formal or, you know, flexible and informal as someone wants, you know, but I'm also open to, hey, I live in Germany. I really would like you to come here and let's do this. You know, we're we're in Italy. Let's do this. We're in Switzerland. So I'm pretty flexible on where a client wants to actually do that. Of course, I'd have to fly in, you know, if it's something like that. But, you know, it could be nature, it could be a structured office space, or it could just be, hey, you know, I'm here on the camera and this is the space that I'm comfortable in. So I really want to talk to um, executives, talk to companies. Um, and, you know, some of the people that I'd love to invite would be those in the hospitality space. Um, you could be, you know, at the top of your game in the medical space. You don't even have to be a person in business in the medical space. Maybe you're a leader in the medical field who's, you know, high up and you, you, you know, you do that kind of work. You're maybe you're high up on that, that surgeon echelon, you know, um, as well as lawyers and um, those in the military. So these are some of the individuals, um, as well as we mentioned entrepreneurs. So these are the types of um, caliber of people I want to bring on and, you know, do those retreats with. I love it. Um, that's a perfect segue, I think. Um, you know, I want to make sure that I pass it to you, um, you know, just one final time. You know, let folks know how they can stay connected with the brand. Um, if there's the leaders out there that are listening to this, you know, how, how they can tap into your services. Uh, for 2022 and then moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, such a blessing to be on here. So excited for the invitation. Um, I just want to give um, everyone an opportunity to connect with me further. So my website is www.ferrocoaching.com. I am available there. You can read about me on my website. You can connect with me through WhatsApp. You can email me through the website. Um, and, you know, you can also um, see there's like a, a form on there where you can actually fill out information. And let's say you have a question or let's say you have a comment. Hey, I saw you on the, the podcast. You can write it um, right there in the contact space. So if you go on the contact page, you can find me there. Um, you know, just send us your your information, your email or phone number, and we'll get back to you. Um, I would also say I do have some social media platforms and I'll be sharing those very shortly on my website. But other than that, I would say WhatsApp is a great place. Um, I can text on there. You can leave me a voicemail. You can, um, you know, just call and we can get in touch right away. So um, I'm pretty flexible. I look forward to talking to anyone and everyone. And again, if you're international, I love, I have some international clients now. I love international and domestic. So don't feel like, oh, I'm in India or I'm in South Africa or I'm in, you know, um, you know, wherever Russia and, you know, I can't talk to you. So I, I will still talk to someone from another country. I'm, I'm more than happy to. I love it. And so for that, what's that? How would they get in contact with you up there? Um, just the details for that, Lacey, because I haven't mm -hmm. had a father come on and actually specify that what's that, but I know that definitely opens the opens up the whole world so you can because other countries use that a lot. Yes. Yeah, so the WhatsApp, um, so the area code, well, it starts, the country code starts with one. So if you're in another country, it's one seven five seven three five six six nine oh nine. And my website also has the link there also to the WhatsApp. So you can just actually click it. And if you're on a mobile phone, you can just start typing away and, and chatting with me there. Love it. I appreciate that, Lacey. Um, again, appreciate you coming on the platform. 
Uh, your your journey, you've been at this for would you would you say three years now, and, and, and you're to the point now where you're doing some, some some incredible things. The space that you're you're in, there's plenty of leaders who need to, to who need to at least uh, open up that book um, and uh, do some research on the topic of servant leadership. Uh, so I definitely appreciate you, you know, uh, making that core to your business and then uh, working with these leaders out here because we know that we've seen some examples of leadership uh, needing some, 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 some upskilling and things like that just over the pandemic the last two years. Um, but yes, I definitely just want to say um, appreciate you for coming on the platform and, and sharing your journey with us and definitely looking forward to um, highlighting more of your successes moving forward. Is it and, and, in closing, though, um, you know, I want to pass it to you one last time for the folks who, who are uh, listening. Uh, you know, what's that one thing you want folks to, 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 to listen to and then leave this conversation with knowing? Like, what's that, what, what's that last thought you got for us? I have a lot of content coming out. We have a lot of new services and offerings coming out. So I really want you to get to the website. Um, I have a podcast that, you know, well, just many episodes, you know, seven minute, five minute that I'm going to be putting out on some interesting topics in addition to my leadership retreats. Um, and my first one is actually on Batman in the workplace. So we're going to see some creative, um, unusual topics come up in character analyses about how leadership can look right and wrong um, using various characters. So uh, stay tuned for some more creative content from me. Thanks for that, Lacey. Um, thanks for, for the listeners for tuning in. And uh, this was another great episode of the Beyond Normal Podcast.